Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 95 of the Travel Mission podcast, where we talk about all things travel, Disney, and more. On this week's episode, we interview two guests, as well as our very own Tim Elrod, who just disembarked a voyage on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. A couple months ago, we recorded about the Star Cruiser from the very first voyage, and so this week, we're going to find out how it's holding up. Let's go. All right, so I am excited for this episode. This is one that I have been waiting on for a couple months. I didn't specifically think we'd get to it this fast, but when we heard that these three gentlemen were headed on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, I just thought, and Tim and I agreed, we've, we've got to have them on the show. we got to figure out how this Star Cruiser is holding up. Because it's been through a lot over the past couple months, so <laughs> absolutely. Um, I'll introduce I'll introduce one of our guests, and Tim, I'll in, let you introduce the other who's been on the show before. Um, I'd love to welcome Mr. Jody Spain to the podcast, the Travelmation Director of Brand Integration. Big title launched a brand new website the other day. It's looking awesome. So, Jody, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Avid listener to the show as well with your uh, your boys are also big fans. Yeah, they need a they shout are. out. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Avery and Kirby uh, listen every morning on the way to school. I love it. I love it. Well, hopefully this I, one won't disappoint. We think about them a lot when we're recording and we edit out things knowing that they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we've got with us... Um, a a bright and shining star in the travelmation world, Mr. Matt Appleby, host of his own Imagineers podcast, fellow travel agent, fellow Star Wars fan. And uh, Matt, we're glad to have you with us again, brother. Always a pleasure to join you guys. Thank you always for having a pleasure. me. Absolutely. We love to have you, man. So it's it's always a fun time. And um, so this is Tim, me, um, Adam Duckworth, and then these two fellow gentlemen, Jody and Matt, were all lucky enough to be a part of the May the 2nd Galactic Star Wars voyage, uh, which which means that we all ended our voyage on May the 4th, which was pretty special. Um, but yeah, super excited. Did they, to did they do anything for that? Did no, they not acknowledge really. it? <laughs> no, not really. They're like, get off the ship. We got more people coming. <laughs> so... But, um, you know, it's good for, you know, we thought it was cool. So, but, you know, that's I didn't even it. see a shirt with May the 4th be with you on it. Oh, no, no, that doesn't happen on the Starship. Although, yeah. to be fair, we left pretty early on that last day. So, that's yeah. true. It could have been the next voyage that was the real special. It could have been. The that's one. right. Yeah. Me and uh, me and Matt Appleby had a uh, 8 a.m. flight to Cancun that day. So it was quite the early transfer. So. We were off right. Cinco early. de Mayo in Mexico and May the 4th on the Star Cruiser. What a week. Bucket list for sure. That's right. So before we dive in, I'm going to drive the show, ask you guys the questions. I was having so much FOMO from back home, knowing what you guys were experiencing and just getting so giddy and excited. As soon as you texted me your first picture on the ship, I was like, oh, yes, he's seeing it. The reveal. It's crazy. Um, so right off the bat, what were your first thoughts walking in to the star cruiser the halcyon oh my gosh well gentlemen what 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 would what would you say 
You know, I, I think it's a thought that kind of stuck with me throughout the entire week. Once you actually get inside the quote unquote ship, it really does feel like you're on a cruise. Like you, you don't right. feel like you're in a building. Um, it doesn't feel like a hotel. It does feel like you are on a cruise. Yeah, totally. Um, Jody, what were your first thoughts getting on, brother? It was pretty ex- exciting for me. You know, I purposely, I think I told you guys before we got on, I purposefully did zero research about the Galactic Star Cruiser other than you guys' episode on the Travel Mission podcast. Y'all were the only research I had done for the whole trip. <laughs> so what, whatever y'all said was all I knew. Um, but it was it was really spectacular. Uh, just, and I don't want to disclose too much, but but the first impressions were not disappointing. Yeah. I'll say this, um, you know, as a, as a travel agent who's booked multiple voyages for clients um, and these clients know how, just to be frank, expensive, these voyages can be, I think from what I can gather and from what I can tell everybody's inclination is to get there early. Right. So yeah, we we hinted that it's like a cruise ship. So boarding begins at 1 p.m. Eastern. And so yeah. from what I can tell, everybody wants to be there at like 1230. And so um, I, I think that first, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, it can be quite a hectic situation. Um, however, me, Matt, Jody and Adam, um, we had to go get some COVID testing done because three of us were going to Cancun. So we had to get, you know, make sure we were good to go for that. So we had to take care of that that morning. And then we had some work to get done. So we all went to Disney Springs for lunch. Um, and then we actually went over to Sosa's, the local cigar shop, and just, you know, got our laptops out, hung out a little bit. And what time did we get to the Star Cruiser? Was it like 2 or 2.30? It was like 2 or 2.30. And man, if I could give anybody a pro tip, like wait an hour, because mm. every all the pictures and videos that I've seen at 1230 or one, it's just chaos. Like everybody's getting there. Everybody's trying to get in line and, you know, board the ship. And you're basically entering a theme park when you do it. So you have to check in, scan your magic band, go through security, go up the elevator shaft and get on the starship. Like it's a whole thing. and when we got there, we felt like the the red carpet had been rolled out because we were the only people there and nothing wow. really happens until 4 PM on mm-hmm. the ship. So I don't know. I feel like even giving it like one 30 to two, I think that's a, yep. a, a good idea. And you still felt like you guys had time to get your bearings, get all your pictures, kind of get the wow out of your system before the four o'clock call. Totally. Yeah, yeah I think so. And uh, I think there's an element where you come on and it, it does it is a little overwhelming at first. Very. Um, it, it takes a second to get your bearings. But once you get it down, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And yeah. um, you're able to navigate your your way around the ship a little bit more easily. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would 20. I would I would agree with that. I would say, you know, I'm typically first one on an ocean liner cruise. We we want an early boarding time because there's so much, you know, you can grab the pool or you can grab a buffet lunch, but I don't feel like we missed out on anything. As a matter of fact, I echo what Tim said. 
I felt like we had the VIP red carpet. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we were the only ones checking in. Every every single person that was a, a host or cast member was greeting us at the car and drop off. And are you guys good? They were making sure our, our, our new magic bands were working. And, you know, it just felt like, you know, we were the only ones getting on the ship that day, you know? So, right. Yeah. I felt like we, I felt like we had plenty of time to kind of explore, you know, see the room and get ready before the, the voyage began. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. that's great. Okay. So to help the listener build some context around where they might align in this episode, what level let's, let's call it a scale of one to 10. What level of star Wars fandom did you enter this voyage with? Matt, let's start with you. Uh, I, I'm a big star Wars fan, but I'm not like crazy star Wars fan. Like I, I've been to celebration. Um, but I typically don't cosplay. Uh, you know, so the B- I would say B- I'm a tattoo on your eight. leg. Okay. Eight. It's good. Eight's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Jody, what about you? Uh, well, if if Matt's considering himself an eight, I'm I'm probably pulling in at about a seven, seven and a half. Um, wow. I grew up, you know, I was the Star Wars episodes four, five, and six generation. So mm-hmm. I was actually 10 or 11 when Return of the Jedi came out. Wow. And so then, you know, when episode one came out in the late 90s, I was a grown adult. So I was that prime eager and ready for it. Um, I'll have to admit, like, I haven't probably kept up with all of the spinoff animated, you know, in between type stuff. So I'm pretty much when it comes to Star Wars, I stick to the movies. Um, but so I was an avid enough fan to know, you know, everything that was going on for mm-hmm. the most part. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And Tim? Man, I'm going to come in at a solid like four and a half or five. Like, <laughs> you know, like a good I've seen the movies. I did watch The Mandalorian. That was great. But, you know, I'm definitely not to the level um, of Matt or Jody. Um, so I, I think that's good because it, I experienced how we all navigated the star cruiser and, you know, while there were some differences, there were a lot of similarities. So I think it's, I think it's kind of interesting to unpack. Yeah. So I'm curious, this voyage is different in the sense that when we debriefed this the first time, a couple months ago, we were on the maiden voyage. Everything was fresh. Every actor was gearing up like this was the opening night of the show. So I'm curious, did it feel tired at all? Did it feel like it was the first time again? I know it was your first time. So did it feel fresh? So I think uh, unlike Jody, I I did watch like as much as I could before. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to see what they were offering, especially that um that opening week and as far as i can tell um i mean they didn't left they didn't let their foot off the gas no i mean it was just as impressive uh if not more in person than what we saw Mm. in the video Mm -hmm. yeah what would you say jody i would say the experience was stellar um and i may derail the podcast here so forgive me if i do but the thing that impressed me the most was just how much the cast members stayed in character 
Oh yeah. Completely right. 100% sure. in character the whole time. Like could not be broken no matter yeah. how hard you tried. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I, people I was tried. impressed with, with, with Adam, uh, you know, Adam goes in there and has this complete fabricated storyline and I'm going, right. you know, he's from Naboo and he's got all this, but he's a gambler on this other planet and city <laughs> and which knocks me back down to level seven. Cause I didn't know what he was talking about, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he comes in and, and I'm not that good at improv, but the cast members, it was amazing how they could just improv, no matter what you said and how crazy they said, you said it, they had a comeback and an answer that, that just got it right back on story and right back on point. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, it made me think Austin, um, our where to eat in Hollywood studios episode a few weeks ago when Christian made the comment of, are they still doing that? You know, galactic star cruiser thing, you know, cause like it's really not in the forefront of anybody's mind, you right. know, now, unless I'll, you're going, you don't really right. know it's even there. And that was a funny comment. Cause it made me think, you know, that was an interesting thought, but goodness gracious, come four o'clock PM on that ship. When we were at our muster stations, and they're having everybody chant, you know, their yep. their name. I mean, people were 110% in and the crew could not have been more. I mean, they were so bought in. And like, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, the, like the people that are were on this voyage were like ready to go. And it was yeah. amazing. Uh, I think um, it's important. You know, Tim made a lot of really great points about the passengers. Um, the more you get into it, I think the more you get out of it, but also the more you interact, the more they are going to interact and and play off it. So like it just multiplies, um, the experience and, uh, yeah, it's, it was incredible to watch. Yeah. Jody, I know. I know branding, space, place, design, it's so important to you. You're so gifted at that. What did you think about the design, the layout, the detail of the ship? Oh, it was it was impressive. Everything that they did was just first class. You know, from the we know we haven't talked about the gift shop. I think y'all talked about it on the first episode when on the maiden voyage that you guys were on. But even from the gift shop, just the branding, everything, you know, and I, I actually I love the simplistic design. You know, mm-hmm. if you can kind of paint the picture, because a lot of folks necessarily aren't going to be able to see it. But it's that, you know, minimalist kind of slick looking branding. It, it was sharp. It was really good. Yeah. You know, it's funny as Jody mentions the gift shop, what, the very last night after kind of the the grand finale, as soon as it ended, I like ran to the gift shop because I knew it was going to be crowded. And I think we mentioned this on the first episode we did, but the main gift shop on the ship is not open the morning that you get off. So if you're wanting to do shopping, like get it done the first or second day, which I had, I remember. So I was there, but I had a few things in mind that I wanted to get for the family when I got home. And if you've seen anything, you know, that some of the the activities you do, you can learn how to play Sabak, which is like a card game. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a table in the sublight lounge, which is kind of the 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 bar, the lounge on the ship where you can play it. But in the gift shop, you can buy the card game to take home and it comes with two dice. And it's so funny. I brought that home for my boys 
and Jack and Cole and Mallory, they've already kind of learned how to play it and they really like it. But Jack was like, dad, this is like really good quality. He was like, fill these dice. They're like heavy. And he was like, the cards are like really. And it's so funny because I feel like the narrative these days in Disney world is like, everything's more money and everything's cheaper and like whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But to Jody's point, man, I feel like even down to like the detail of the card games they sell at the gift shop are just like, like you're paying for it, but it is high quality. Like it was, they did yeah. a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that. I know you borrowed my star Wars shirt that I'd got on the first voyage because it's like, it's, it's the only way to really get dressed for the star cruiser is the stuff on the star cruiser. Right. Um, but I thought the same thing about that shirt. It like has leather inlaid in the cloth. Like it just, it really is a higher quality shirt. So it's yeah. not the, you know, Hanes that they're upcharging a thousand <laughs> percent on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So no, all that's right. It. All right. Top highlight from the experience. If you, and it's okay if you have more than one. I'm just curious. What, what was the thing that going home, the first thing you told your family about, holy cow, this happened. Matt, you want to go first? Are we doing spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I don't want to spoil it for people if, if they're planning on going. I think at this well, point, you've you given us You've given it. a spoiler alert. Yeah. At this point in the episode, if you don't want to hear spoilers, you know, you're, you're not going to see a video of what Matt's talking about, but Matt, okay. I think you can I'll share it this. because I think people need I think to you know should share it. Yeah. That I think people need to know that they should work towards this and that it's yeah. good. It's and good. there apparently is everything that you do on the star war on this, on the star cruiser has consequences. Mm. All of your actions have consequences. So, um, <laughs> the way you interact with people and who you interact with is going to directly affect your experience. And um, we were very fortunate in that we were able to do an experience on the star cruiser that what maybe like 5% of Mm, the ship actually gets to do. It isn't something that everyone gets to do. It, It is all based on, a particular path of the storyline that you go down. Um, And there comes a point in time, again, I won't go into great detail, but um, you find a holocron on Batu and you transport it back to uh, the star cruiser. And uh, you eventually go into this room. Um, They have some characters there that open up um, the cargo container and then there is a Jedi holocron and you use the force to open it up and um, the holocron uh, sends out a hologram of Yoda and you get to listen to a message from Master Yoda. It is without a doubt probably the most impressive example of disney tech that i have seen anywhere absolutely resorts parks cruise line like anything um it is unlike anything that i think they've ever done yeah it's just really really impressive yeah i would say killing me 
all four of us on this show are, you know, we've kind of seen it all, you know, we've, we're kind of jaded with like cool things or whatever, but man, I got to tell you when we were sitting there watching this, it was just like, that was a special moment. Like, I don't, I posted a, our picture on social and was like, you know, I wasn't going to spoil it and post any video, but man, that's, that, that was a, a pretty incredible moment. So I would have to agree with Matt that that, you know, that was pretty special. I would say for me, it was just kind of, I don't know that there's like a, that's a great moment, but I think, I think Austin for me, like day one, I was like kind of into it, you know, trying to feel it out. Like how, how far am I going into it? You know, but <laughs> I felt like once we went to Batu and came back and stuff started kind of snowballing and we're getting like alerts on the app and stuff is like, if you're paying attention, stuff is really happening on the ship. You know, it's kind of like for anybody who grew up going to like youth camp or it's like that last night of camp where you're like all the energy and the emotion and whatever. And like, you're just kind of all in. And it was, it was all of that combined for me where you're like, just looking down every hallway and staircase, like where, where are the people, where's the suitcase we're transporting and seeing like the little six-year-olds that were on the ship, like so enamored and like in the story, you know, like that to me, that whole last night was just so cool. So that was probably it for me. And I'll just briefly springboard off that. I think the last hour, probably mm. the last hour of yeah. um, the experience on that last night, it gets real intense, real fast. And um, again, I think it was another example of um, we had a great group of people. I think everybody on the ship really, for the most part, got into it. And I think yeah. that helped um, the Always, experience yeah. because the actors played off of that. Mm -hmm. They played mm -hmm. off our emotion. They played off our energy. And I, those last few minutes were just really impressive. Um, I was fully expecting you know, because, you know, I, I think, I think these are, um, equity actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, uh, these, these guys are professionals. Uh, and again, they, they play off your reactions and the way it all just comes together at the end. I won't go into the details, but it was just really even more impressive than what I was expecting it to be. Yeah, shout out to Ken, who I heard was a big highlight <laughs> oh, for everyone's Ken. Ken from Tennessee. He was a great guy. So Jody, yeah. what Jody, what was your highlight? I think the highlight for me, a couple of them. Um, one, the food quality was was oh, out yeah. of this world, no pun intended. Um <laughs> it was it was really the the food quality was and how they served it, you know, um with the breakfast buffet, so to speak, more cafeteria style, but you know it was really good. Um, echoing back what you guys said, what really impressed upon me, uh, you know, typical in typical Disney fashion, we all go to Disney and we expect to be an observer of excellence, right? We, you go and you watch the fireworks show or you watch Enchantment or you watch Harmonious and you get to be a part, but it's their show and you get to be an observer of it. This was not like that. This was, mm -hmm. you are, 
you are the show. You are yeah. actually in the action. And that honestly took me a little bit of uh, acclimation to get used to. You know, when mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys came up to me first day and said, hey, have you seen, and I don't even remember who he said. And I was like, I, I, I didn't know if he worked for Disney or if he was just <laughs> some, he was like Ken's nephew from Tennessee. I didn't know. I know who the guy was. I come to find out he's like a major character. Um, but it was cool because it was really, it was that immersive. I don't know of a better word, but I did, I felt like I didn't get just to watch what Disney was doing. I actually was doing what Disney was doing in that environment. Yeah. And honestly, for me, if we can, you know, have another moment, you know, that was like kind of one of our favorites. I think for me, one of my favorite things was, you know, and Adam mentioned there wasn't a ton of areas on the ship to kind of have downtime, which I believe is Mm -hmm. accurate. You're kind of always Mm -hmm. on. And if you really need a space to go and chill, I would definitely look at doing like the one bedroom or something where it has like a living area Mm. with a couch and whatever. But man, I loved the lounge area, the bar on the ship. Like, I think I like me and Jody were just sitting there like, having a drink and some snacks and whatever. And like, it was just a great spot. Like I'm honestly bummed that that doesn't exist anywhere on property that we can just go like this weekend and grab a drink. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Really fantastic lounge area. Um, Hey, but don't, don't stop that story there, Tim. You got to You got to finish out what happened while while we're sitting in, in that spot. Like this is where the true diehards come out. Go ahead. Listen. So I'm not here to to cast judgment on anybody or anything, but <laughs> there when you asked Austin, you asked all of us, you know, scale of one to ten, where's your Disney fandom level? I'm just gonna say there were some people on this voyage that would probably put their number at like 37. Like, <laughs> I mean, just off the charts. And there was this one girl that she was all in. We had we had met her the first night. And we had, me and Adam had walked up to the captain to just introduce ourselves and say hello. And we realized that this girl was like talking to the captain and telling her that she just sympathized with her story and she was crying and stuff. And I was like, wow, like we're really, we're really all in here. So we just kind of walked away and, you know, we'll come back and say, hey, at another time. And so me and Jody, no joke, are sitting in the lounge the next day in the afternoon after we've gone to Batu. And the same girl is in there and the captain walks in and she's prepared a song for her. And she stands up and gets everybody's attention. There's like, you know, music bumping and people are talking and servers are serving. And she kind of stops everybody and goes on to sing like a three to four minute song that she's prepared that she learned from YouTube and dedicated it to the captain of the ship. And it was like, this was not a cast member. No, a hundred percent not. It was somebody on the ship. And I was like, man, like kudos to her. Like she probably got more money's worth out of this than I did. Like she was all in, you know what I mean? And so I think that's also an interesting aspect. There's people who are not Star Wars fans that are kind of figuring out how far they want to be in, but there's people that get on that ship from, you know, one o'clock PM and they're ready to go. So it's definitely quite a spectrum. Oh yeah. For sure. So that was a good story, Jody. We had to tell that one. But you're right, Tim. And I think 
I wonder if that may have been part of the impetus for building the, cause they have the star Wars lounge coming to the wish. Yeah. So I wonder if sure. that's going to be like a similar experience. Oh man, I would be maybe, all about that. Yeah. You yeah. can live in it a little bit longer because it's so true. Those feel like the two longest days of your life, but you can't go back to them without no. reliving that experience, which is part of the bummer. Yeah, it's funny. I got a Facebook message today from a friend that had done, I think they were on like the second week and she messaged. She was like, Hey, I think we're ready to rebook. So like, I, I, that has been a question we've asked, like, is it, can you redo it? Are there people who are going to do it multiple times? And, you know, unless, you know, does the story have to change or does there have to be an overlay? But I do think there are people that are ready to do it again. And I think that's part Mm -hmm. of it, right? Like whether or not maybe it's, you want to go back and re-experience or maybe one of your family members or friend didn't experience it. And it's like, Hey, you got to come with me. You know what I mean? That was, that was a question a lot of us had. I know Jody for his boys and me for my kids. It's like, man, I got to come back and bring my kids because they would Mm -hmm. flip out. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. To live that wonder because we're all skeptical because we're adults, right? It's right. You know, it's that once, once you get that age where you realize that there's a person behind the character, the magic changes a little, it's not that it goes away. It just changes. So to experience that setting, I mean, we're all wowed as adults. Imagine what that would be like for a kid Totally. to just literally think that two day experience is actually happening. Oh, that yeah. would be amazing. Mason still tells people we went to space because we ate at Space 220. <laughs> like he points at like the stars and he's like, I went there. You know nice. what I mean? So like that was just dinner. So yeah. I can't imagine. That's awesome. Speaking of food, what were any of the standout foods for you guys? Anything that you were like, yeah, it was amazing. Jody, I know you said you liked it, but what, what was anything crazy special for you guys? That short rib, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> On night two? Yeah. See, I preferred the night one dinner where we had like the bow buns and stuff like that. I think that was my favorite night. Um, But yeah, I like that both nights, the dinner was completely different. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The tour of space, the second night is interesting Uh with the blue shrimp. Uh, I think for me, the biggest takeaway for the food is that everything that they served was familiar mm. yep. just different yeah so yeah. you know shrimp cocktail but it's you know blue blue uh, <laughs> right <laughs> you know breakfast you have you know your your typical mickey breakfast with the waffle and the eggs and the bacon or the sausage but it's just presented in a very unique and different way um pog juice is there i did make a note of that so all yep. of you uh, Kona Cafe or um, Ohana fans, if you like the Pog Juice over at the Polynesian, they do have it on the Star Cruiser. Um, blue milk whenever you want it. Yes, blue and green milk. All you can drink. Am I right that it tastes better when you're there? I actually didn't have it. I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was a little bit. It, like, it, it was nice. Yeah. It was yeah. nice. I mixed me. I actually had a, a nice aqua milk. Nice. I, I, I kind of mixed nice. half blue, half green. Well, I thought, you know, I'm not going to do that in the park. At, right. What, Why not? Eight, eight bucks a pop, you know. So, <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know, went on the Star Cruiser. That's right. Know, do what the Star Cruisers do. 
I will actually say, I feel like, you know, dinners are great, but I felt like they really excelled at lunch and dinner. Like mm-hmm. the lunch buffet when we got on was stellar, like the the quasi grilled cheese and tomato soup that was a little spacey. Yeah. My the kids still can't selection, the snack selection, the, the sunflower butter and jelly that was like, looked like a space pod and green. Like Matt said it right. Like everything was so funny looking, but when you bit into it, it was like, Oh, I know what I'm eating. So like, yeah, I, I just loved that. I thought they did a great job and with breakfast and it was all really great. So the food was, the food was surprisingly amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of what we said last time is that when you factor in that you're getting six table service quality meals, correct, that makes yeah. the price a little bit more palatable. So 100%. all right, rounding down the show, what are your pro tips? Because basically there's very few people that have done this experience once. So you're pros now. What's your pro tip for somebody that's about to book or do this experience? Um, okay. There are a lot of things, but I think, uh, big tip, bring a phone charger. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Because you are, uh, going to be reliant either on your own phone or they do have the option where they can give you a lender, which is, uh, so they didn't automatically give all of you data pads. Correct. Got it. So that was just a first voyage thing. Yes. Um, as far as I understand. So I think they were still working out some things on that first voyage. But um, yeah, so you do have the option to use your own phone or you can use the lending one, but it is going to drain your battery really mm-hmm. fast, uh, especially if you're going to be using a lot to do the side missions and things like that and going to Batu, taking photos, taking videos on your phone because you were going to be taking imagine. a lot of photos and videos on your phone of everything that is going on. Um, so yeah, bring something that can charge your phone during the day. Yep. Absolutely. Galactic star cruiser brought to you by fuel rod. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Jody, what's your pro tip? Uh, pro tip for me, probably for the, for say the casual person, uh, you know, I don't really get into the, the dressing up and things like that. I probably pack a little heavy. Um, you know, I was thinking more cruise line. So I was thinking, okay, I need a, something to wear during the day and then maybe change into dinner. Um, honestly, there's not a lot of time for that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, the, the schedule hits it pretty fast. You hit the ground running. And so I probably packed triple the amount of clothes that I needed. You know, the space is kind of small if you're in a standard room. So, yeah. you know, not a lot of, not a lot of space or time to unpack really. I mean, we just mm-hmm. lived out of the suitcase for a couple of days and, uh, typically on a cruise, I want to unpack and throw stuff in the closet. So I would say, you know, pack a little lighter, be casual, especially that day at Batu. If you're going in the summertime and you leave Batu and you've got on, you know, full intergalactic regalia, <laughs> it's going to get pretty hot, you know. And I saw some people that like, I, I bet you're rethinking that outfit yeah. walking around, you know, Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I liked my shorts and T-shirt on Galaxy's Edge for sure. Right. Yeah, I think my pro tip is just to allow yourself to be a little bit more into it if you're cautious. Mm. You know, if you're that yeah. person who maybe you're being drug on it by your spouse or whatever, like I, I think like Matt said at the beginning, the more that you give, the more that you get. 
And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm glad that we kind of all allowed ourselves that second night to just kind of be all in, you know what I mean? Um, so that would definitely be my pro tip. Well, guys, I'm glad you got to experience it. I'm glad to have fellow Travelmation fans and uh, Star Wars fans that have gotten to experience this. And, yep. you know, because it's, it's hard. It's hard to relate this to anybody that hasn't done it before. It's hard to describe. It's hard to explain because there really isn't a predecessor for this experience. And so it's nice to just be able to have some dialogue and you actually know what I'm talking about. And I don't sound crazy <laughs> talking about these, you know, LARPers. Right. But thank you guys for coming on the show. Jody, Matt, thanks for being here. Christina, Absolutely. we miss you. Hope you feel better soon. Shout out to her. She's a little under the weather this week, but boys, thanks for filling in for. Her. Absolutely. Anytime. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks yeah, for being here, guys. That. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the Travel Mission Podcast. Listen, if you had a great time listening, felt like you got some good travel tips, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode every single week. Also, feel free to share these episodes. If you have friends going to these destinations that need a little help, go ahead and share or tag your favorite Travelmation agent. And if you really want to love on us, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It would mean so much to our team and just continue to help us do better serving you. Thanks so much.